0: and welcome to What the Kids Said Today, the parenting show that is more than a show. It's the village that you've been searching for. I'm Kendra Wise, and I cannot wait to dive into the deep end of all things parenting with you as we build our village together. Hey everyone, welcome back and Merry Christmas. I hope you guys are all having a beautiful and calm day with your families. It is finally the official launch day for what the kids said today. I am so excited. And now, after today onwards, you'll have one new episode every Sunday. So make sure you don't miss any and subscribe. Today, I thought since I chose Christmas as launch day because that is the day that I became a mom, and this is a parenting podcast, I figured I would talk about becoming a mom in my birth stories. I have three kids. My oldest is Micah, and today is his birthday. He's nine today. And that year, when he was born, was the most interesting Christmas ever, um or at least the, the best present. Although labor and delivery, obviously, not so much. <laughs> so I'll tell you a bit about that. So um, when my husband and I got married, we knew we wanted one kid. Funny that didn't quite turn out. But <laughs> So I actually got pregnant very soon after we were married. We were married in December of 2012, right at the end of the month, and then Micah was born December 25th, 2013. So, yeah, and I was always very nervous about being pregnant. I, you know, thought I'd be really uncomfortable and you hear about all the morning sickness and all the things that can go wrong and all that but actually when I was pregnant with him it was great <laughs> I felt fine I kept exercising I'm a runner and I did not run while I was pregnant I tried a few times but it just felt really weird I don't know how to describe it but like my belly just felt weird. And I guess maybe it was in my head. I don't know. I just felt like he'd be bouncing around in there. (laughs) So I just, it didn't feel right. So I didn't run at all, but I did a lot of like uh, interval training and things like that. And a lot of walking. So, and I was able to keep that up through most of my pregnancy, like all the way up until I think the third trimester. But then I was huge and I didn't want to move that much anymore. I still walked. I still, I would go for about a mile walk every day, pretty much right up until he was born. I was really hoping that like walking would help put me into labor because towards the end, I was just so ready. Or at least I thought I was. (laughs) I was ready to be done. Being pregnant. I was not ready for anything else after that. (laughs) Um, So I actually went into labor with him. Oh, actually, I got to tell you a funny story. Uh, Before that, um, I think the only time out of all three of my pregnancies that I ever took like um, a pregnancy photo was with Micah and um, it was in front of the Christmas tree, and we were just doing our Christmas photos that day too. And um, the Christmas tree <laughs> fell on me. It was so weird. Like I was sitting in front of the tree, and so was my husband. I think our dogs. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it it just came down, and it was like slow motion, and it just landed on me. It didn't hurt. I was fine. Baby was fine and everything. But it was just, it was quite the sight. <laughs> but anyways, so um, I actually went into labor with him on his due date, which was the 23rd of December. And it was not too bad The first 24 hours of labor were fine. (laughs) You know, I would have contractions. Like, at first it was, like, every 30 minutes, and then it was, like, slowly got shorter. Of course, I went into labor at night, so I got, like, no sleep. (laughs) Because when you're that pregnant, it's hard to sleep anyway, right? And then you're having contractions. So, you know, they tell you to rest. It's impossible. And then my contractions were like five minutes apart from that morning on the 24th, around 9 a.m., all day, all day. And then around five o'clock in the afternoon, we finally decided we need to call, call the doctor and see is it time to go in yet? Like, are these contractions going to get any closer together? And so I made my husband call and they said, you need to get to the hospital now. So we're like, all right. And it's winter and there's snow and the drive over there was horrible. We lived in Maine at the time in like rural Maine. The roads were not great. Uh, partially because of the snowstorm, and so every little bump hurt so much, and uh, we finally get there, it took longer than usual, we we lived like half an hour from the hospital, and it took us 45 minutes or so to get there, you know, you go in, and they check you, and I was only 4 centimeters dilated. (laughs) And I had already been like, I think it was like a centimeter the day, like before I even went into labor. So, you know, 24 hours of labor, I did not get very far. I was pretty disappointed. And I had this whole birth plan. Like, I wanted to be all natural and no episiotomy, no epidural. How I would have gone without the IV if they would let me, but that's not a thing. they <laughs> not in a hospital anyway. So I let them do the IV, of course. and my husband is there trying to be helpful, but it it becomes pretty clear that he has no idea how to be helpful in this situation. Now, he's a nurse, so I guess I just thought he he would know what to do and like <laughs> no, every time I had a contraction, because at this point I started having really bad contractions. And it was like it was no longer just, oh, this feeling in my stomach. It was like whole body wave of pain. And I could do nothing while I was having it. And apparently neither could he. Because <laughs> every time I had a contraction, he would just stand perfectly still and stare at me until it was done. <laughs> and then he would say, are you okay? <laughs> like, Or what can I do? I'm like, well, that's I don't know nothing the contractions over (laughs) like it was so funny in hindsight (laughs) but I was so mad at him at the time because well I was just miserable and he kept asking me if I wanted an epidural and he knew full well that I did not want one like I was I was pretty adamant. I mean, I had a written birth plan and I was, it was written in paper given to the doctor. They knew, well, I ended up getting one and it was terrible. Like I am so petrified of needles and just the whole doctor thing. I'm not someone that goes to the doctor. My family has always been a I not know, pushy about that, thinks I'm crazy, but it's okay. So the anesthesiologist comes in to tell me about it and everything, and I'm, like, already crying. <laughs> and then he, you know, he has me sitting up on the bed, my back curved, and he's behind me getting ready to do it. He hasn't done anything yet, and he's just, like, lining it up, you know, finding the spot. And he asks me if that's like in the middle or something. I don't even remember what he said. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like bawling. And he's like, Are you okay? Did I do something wrong? And I'm like, Yeah, you're here. <laughs> and the, the nurse was like holding me and like, She's like, It's okay. She's just a little emotional. <laughs> I'm like, I'm terrified, terrified. Like, you have to stick that thing, like, right between my spine, and no, let's just say I never got another epidural after that, Uh, and I don't even feel like it helped that much. Like, I was still in a lot of pain, and because of the epidural, you have to get uh, cathed, and that is so uncomfortable. If you've never had one, be thankful, because they're awful. It's like a constant tugging feeling. And that's not somewhere you want to have that. And yeah, I don't think it really helped with the, the pain all that much. After I had it, like I wasn't allowed to get out of bed anymore. I had to lay down and there was no way to be comfortable. Like I kept trying to like change positions and nothing worked. I tried to sleep and I I feel like I'd fall asleep for a few seconds, maybe a minute or so, and then I'd have a contraction and wake up or feel the catheter pulling. It was so bad. Anyway, so by the time things really got real and I was, like, ready to push, it was, like, 12 hours after arriving at the hospital. So, or maybe 10 it was forever it felt like and I couldn't feel I could feel it was weird I could feel pain but I couldn't like I never felt the urge to push and but they had me on these like monitors and stuff and it was but it was kind of like behind me to the side and I had to like turn and look at it to see if I was having a contraction because that's when you push. and I'm like, is is it this? Like I could feel it, but it felt different. And yeah, so it was just it was really hard. and then you know, I'd push and I push and I pushed forever, forever. It was so bad. And hopefully, if you're a mom, you already know this, but I did not until really late in. Delivery that when you push in between pushes, when you like get to quote unquote relax, um, you're not supposed to fully relax. I didn't know that, so but towards the end, I don't even know who said it. Somebody in the room must have been one of the nurses because I couldn't. That my doctor was so soft-spoken. I couldn't hear anything she was saying. She was this tiny little older Italian woman. So sweet. But I, I could not hear her most of the time. So somebody said, you know, don't don't let go. Hold it. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I, I ignored that because I was like, I don't even know what you're saying. And I'm like, so exhausted at this point and then the next contraction came and i pushed again and they said it again i was like okay so i did and eventually like it worked but he i guess um it's my little tmi but he kind of kept like going out a little bit like my husband would be like oh i can see his hair i can see his head and the nurse would say it and And then I guess he'd like go back and they were, they kept saying they could see his head for a long time to the point. I I told my husband to just shut up. I was like, I don't care. It does not matter what you can see. He's not out yet. (laughs) Like, so just stop talking. (laughs) My poor husband. He apparently, he tells me, I don't know if this is true. It could be, I guess. But he tells me that as, as I was pushing and all that, he was on my left side and I was like holding on to him. He was supposed to be helping hold my legs uh, where, the way they're supposed to be because I couldn't. They kept telling me to keep my legs up. But I can like, I can't even feel my legs. Like, uh, sorry. <laughs> so nurse had one leg, he had the other. And apparently I was like, I, I could have sworn I had my arm, like, around his shoulder or something. He says I was holding on to his neck. <laughs> and the, the, I think the doctor at one point told me to let go of his neck. Like, oh, I didn't even know I was doing it. So <laughs> I guess he was helping in one way. It was me releasing my frustration. But, yeah, so... When you're pushing, you're supposed to like hold that in between. And eventually he came out and it was great. As soon as he was out, it was like such a relief. Like finally, all that pressure is gone. And they gave him to me and let me hold him and I, you know, skin to skin and all that. And they kept asking if I was like ready for them to take him, to like clean him and whatnot. And I was like, no, not yet. No, not yet. And eventually they they asked again. And I was like, and the doctor was like down there stitching me up and everything. And I was like, you can have him when she's done. (laughs) Basically, I was using my baby, my new baby, as my emotional support for the very many stitches that I was getting. I had never had stitches in my life until that day. And when the doctor was finally done with that, the nurse, there was a nurse standing next to me with a clipboard, writing things down, taking notes. And she asked the doctor, what degree was the tearing? And this tiny little Italian lady goes, well it's weird as she moves her finger in a pointing in a circular motion i was like what (laughs) like normally they tell you like it's first degree third degree or something like that she didn't she didn't say just it's weird (laughs) great great there was apparently a lot of tearing Probably because silly me didn't want an episiotomy, and I probably should have had one. And I probably should have gone to those birthing classes that I, for whatever reason, I don't remember what happened, but we weren't able to make it. And clearly they were very necessary. So if you're expecting to be a mom for the first time, especially, take birthing classes, get your husband some classes too, so he can do more than stare at you in horror as you're having contractions. Um, But yeah, after that though, it was good. I remember the first time I sat down after having him, we were still in the hospital and I just wanted to sit somewhere other than the hospital bed that is so uncomfortable and there was this chair in my room I think it was like just a wooden rocking chair no cushion on it though whose idea was that why would you put a wooden anything to sit on in a mom's room after having a baby silly naive me just went and sat right down, flopped right down. Like it was nothing, like nothing just happened. Like I did not just push some giant thing out of me. And oh my gosh, it hurt so bad. So bad. Like I immediately got back up and was like in tears. It was awful. And then, and as soon as it happened, I was like, Oh, why did I do that? Like I know what just happened. I knew that I was going to be sore, to say the least. But somehow, I just didn't think in that moment about sitting, that that would be that bad. (laughs) But it was that bad. So that was awful. (laughs) Um, But thank goodness for those ginormous ice packs things they have at the hospital, those were, those are the best, you've got to have as many of those around as possible, um, and then he was perfectly healthy, healthy little giant, he was like nine, no, oh shoot, I'm gonna mess this up, he was big, I don't remember now, eight pounds, something, 8.9 pounds or something like that. I don't remember. He was big though. He had a giant head and he was like 22 inches long. How is it the babies are born almost two feet tall? Like no wonder he's nine years old and almost catching up to me like he was born not much less than half my height like that's it's crazy that something so big can grow inside of you and like more of a miracle that it actually comes out i always thought it was funny that you know people always say you know the miracle of childbirth and like yeah It's a miracle that anybody survives it. Like, how does that? Like, it doesn't even make sense physically. Uh, Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he was very healthy, very healthy. And my plan was to breastfeed. That did not work. (laughs) I just thought this was going to be like, you know, it's a natural thing. That's what babies do put them on there, they'll do it. Not this baby, nope. He would just leave his mouth open, just wide open like an old man sleeping in the recliner, drooling down his face. Like, (laughs) I say old man because he looked like a little old man. But yeah, he wouldn't even close his mouth and he wouldn't suck. He would just lay there with his mouth wide open. I'm like, what? nursing, um, not nursing, lactation consultant tried to help and everything. He just wouldn't do it. And we tried and tried and like, it wasn't until day two or three. I don't remember how long I was there. That's kind of a blur. But the day that we were going to go home, they finally said, here, give him a bottle and see what he does. Gave him that bottle, and he sucked that thing right down so fast. Like, okay, so your jaw does work. That's good. You can close your mouth. I don't know what's going on. And then we w- we waited, I don't know, a couple hours or so. And when he was hungry again, put him to the breast. And same thing. Mouth wide open. <laughs> Drool. <laughs> Nothing. No reaction. Wouldn't do anything. You know, she tried giving him those little, um, the drops, whatever they are, the sugar drops or something, and nothing. We tried, like, touching his cheek and all the things. Nope. Give him a bottle, though, and he would drink it right up. So, he ended up bottle-fed. He got breast milk still, but just not directly from me. (laughs) I pumped for about a month before my milk just stopped no matter how much water i drank and i drank a lot of water normally and i upped my water so it was a lot of water and you know trying to pump more frequently to try and like uh, stimulate that production nope i would like pump even if it was like All I'd get was, like, an ounce, and I would still keep doing it every couple hours until eventually I was like, okay, this is not enough. So we went full formula after that. So, yeah, and um, we went home. Oh, backtrack a little. Having a baby in the hospital, like, after you have him. And you're just there basically because, I don't know, the doctors say you have to be for whatever reason. I don't really get it if there's nothing wrong and you're both healthy and fine. But anyway, so they make you stay. And it's impossible to sleep. They come check on you all the time. I had one nurse. She was grumpy. (laughs) I kept sleeping, like, not intentionally, while holding Micah because all I was exhausted and I couldn't help but fall asleep. Like I'd be trying to feed him, nurse him, and I'd fall asleep as he's laying there asleep with his mouth hanging open. Like <laughs> I should come in. You can't do that. I'm like what? <laughs> you gotta put him in the in the bed. I'm like, oh you can't sleep with him on you can't hold him if you're sleeping. Okay. Here I thought it was my baby, but sure. I mean, he was perfectly safe. He was so, like, there were pillows under my arm where I was holding him, and then behind him, and the the bed rails were up. Like, it's not like he was going anywhere. But, I mean, I get it. Baby, sleep, safety, and all that. But it was the only way I could sleep. Because right from the start, he was a terrible sleeper. Awful. Awful. He's nine, or just, well, yeah, nine today. Uh, Now, but, and he's finally a decent sleeper. But he still woke up at night, would come and get me just a year or two ago. And I think he still wakes up, but he just doesn't come get me anymore. Now he knows, like, okay, I can just lay here and go back to sleep. I don't have to bother anyone. I don't actually need anything. But when he was a baby, he would wake up every two hours at least, sometimes more often. And I'm not just talking, like, newborn stage, but all the way through, like, I don't even know when he first slept through the night. Like, he was more than a year old, for sure. And when he was 18 months, two years old, or, oh, it was he was 18 months, we switched him to a toddler bed because it was so hard to put him down for bed. Like, literally couldn't put him down because he would cling on to me like, some sort of spider monkey, and I couldn't let go. Like, I would let go, but he wouldn't. And so we made it a toddler bed so I could actually get him in the bed. And then... That was great that I could actually put him down, but then I could no longer leave the room. And I'd have to be right with him until he fell asleep, which was fine at first, but he took forever to fall asleep, like an hour, hour and a half. Same thing if he woke up in the middle of the night at that point. At that age, like, he didn't actually really need anything when he woke up. Like, he didn't need to eat when he was a year and a half old in the middle of the night. But he just didn't like to be alone. And that went on for a long time. But that's a whole another story for another day. But I was not prepared at all for the, just the complete exhaustion of becoming a mom. Like, you always hear from moms that nothing compares to it, and I never quite caught it. I thought, you know, I used to do all-nighters all the time. There were times in college I'd stay up all night and then do a whole other day of classes and running and work and stay up again, and then I'd crash. But So I was like, oh, it can't be any worse than that right wrong so wrong it must be something to do with like the broken sleep because you get to sleep a little bit but your sleep cycles are not complete at all and they're just all over the place so I, I don't know that must be why because I certainly got more sleep than staying up all night but it didn't feel like it and Just, like, truly a zombie, as they say, a mom (laughs) So, yeah, it was a real big adjustment. And it was great to be home with him, though, and just learn to be a mom. But it, it was a lot, too. So, props to all of you that have done it. And then... Went on to do it again. (laughs) I swore that was like one baby I'm done. Not having any more. And my husband was completely on board with that. We were on the same page. We were like, nope, no more babies. No way. Well, obviously, (laughs) until it was no longer that way about two-ish years later. And I'll tell you more about that in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to What the Kids Said Today podcast. Join the conversation on Facebook in our private group and become a part of the family as we build our village. If you love what you're hearing, I'd so appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, sponsor, and give a review. Until next time.